Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the newest books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied at this gala event by the best dressed motherfucker in this room. Uh, I'm Josh. We are wearing our fucking finest attire today. I know you all can't see us. You're just going to have to take my word for it. We are, dare I say, stunning. Yeah, imagine a man wearing a slightly faded uh, NXT shirt to a gala event as a fashion statement of laziness. That's me. And yours truly is wearing a shirt uh, that says Duval till we die because I am a classy gala attendee. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I do imagine you wearing that at a gala. (laughs) Listen. I am, like a nice suit. It's a nice tux, but somewhere on it, written like down the side. I truly. So tangent right off the bat, I was hosting a, a conference yesterday and the keynote speaker happened to just reference the Jaguars for some reason. And I texted the people I was hosting this with and said, you are all welcome that I did not just shout Duval into the microphone. <laughs> And they were like, oh, God, yeah, you're, yeah. Somebody wrote, I was afraid you were going to do it. (laughs) Uh, If you want to compare our current everyday lives, uh, he's talking about football. And I was just reorganizing my new Power Ranger figures. I like make displays and figure photography, you know. So I was changing up a little bit right before uh, we started this podcast. So both very mature adult men. Anyway, at this gala event, um, we are going to be covering... Marauders issue 21, X-Force issue 20, Hellions number 12, and uh, Excalibur number 21, I believe, also. I think so. 21, it was. My iPad fell asleep. We'll we'll find out when we get there. Yeah, and X-Men 21. These are the first stages in the Hellfire Gala event. A little different, though, than X of Swords, because none of these actually say, like, part one, part two. No, but there is very much a reading order, though. There is, but then, like, X-Force ends with to be continued in Wolverine. Yeah, that, that is the only one that doesn't kind of, like, bleed into anything else. You know what I mean? Like, the storylines from every other one kind of bleed into to all of these so far, except really X-Force. I don't know, because I feel like, yes, you need to read Marauders first. Mm-hmm. But after that, if you read all these other books in any order, it wouldn't matter. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, we're going to go in order. So We're going to do it in order. We're going to do it the way the Lord intended. In this case, Lord being Emma Frost. You're goddamn right about that. Holy shit. (laughs) This is the Emma Frost story is what this fucking is. And I love it. I love it, but I'm also terrified. We open up with Emma in her furry cape with an X in the middle and crown. And Sebastian Shaw and uh, Kitty. Kate. So true. She's an adult woman now. Kate. <laughs> Kate, watching as everyone comes to the island. Now, again, this felt ominous <laughs> when Emma's just like, wait till they see the fireworks. And it's like, I know. Uh, all right. All right. What's going on here? And then we just see a who's who of Marvel coming to the gala event. I'm also suspicious because they all have to wear a flower oh. as an invitation. Oh, 100%. That is uh, some kind of bullshit that Charles Xavier hatched up. 
Yes. Um, so now main the main Avengers right now. If you're not reading, well, hold on a second before we get because isn't this who's who of of people who are coming that the heroes? There's a scene where Ghost Rider is saying it's an open bar right and fucking thor's every bar is open when you travel with thor odin's son robbie reyes <laughs> I just love the others. that's true that's true that is a great that's great timing because i have to give a shout out to all the writers of all the books there are great one-liners in oh all my of these. oh my god so many great quips it, it's fantastic so the main avengers are now on kokoa meeting up with everyone we have Iron Man, Fantastic Four, which I do appreciate in this issue how they reference that Franklin's not a mutant. Yeah. Because reasons. Yeah. Uh, we have Iron Man flying in, but he has neuroblocks on, and that pisses off Kid Omega. <laughs> <laughs> which, if anyone needs a neuroblock, it's probably Iron Man. He knows a he lot does. of shit. Yeah, there was one of the books he does say to him. It might have been X-Force when we get a longer version of this. He does say, like, the amount of information that's in my head, I'd be ridiculous not to have these on. Like, I'm not letting you see any of this shit. He's got <laughs> um, secret shit in there. Oh, totally. Uh, we also have Dr. Doom coming in on a magic gateway because he's not just going to walk in through your gateway. No. He's going he's to gonna show you that he can go there whenever he wants. Yes. We have an AIM agent that Gene's just friends with. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The, you, you didn't read this giant size, I think. Oh, the, yeah. Okay. There was a giant size where they have to get into this alternate universe type thing to try to yeah. find a cure for Storm. And he's the one who helps them get in. Gotcha. Um, we have some people who will be important later, like oh, the no. Prime Minister. We have Patton Oswalt and his wife, maybe? Probably, I would assume. Um, with J. Jonah Jameson. We have Doctor Strange. With the greatest entrance line ever when he says finally i am underdressed <laughs> <laughs> the the gaudy one he's like oh i'm the normal looking one here nothing screams i think i'm king than what xavier's wearing holy christ like i know we saw pictures before but just like in the actual scene in the moment he is just like i am god and ruler my god like the gold the white the fucking the intricate details on his his chest pharaoh looking piece you know like yeah, that's what it's like very pharaoh yeah very egyptian god yeah. like i don't the fact that he had to get a specially made cerebro helmet now it's probably this yeah it's probably a, yeah it's probably a specially made one but then that means jumbo now has access to this technology <laughs> You can listen if anyone's island we can trust, it's him 100%. I love Jumbo. Jumbo is the best one in this story. He's just quietly in the background, just making everyone look their best. And then we have this little moment between uh Xavier and Reed Richards. Now, if you don't recall, back in uh Fantastic Four versus X Men, there was a moment where Xavier took the ability out of uh Reed Richards' mind of how to make this mutant dampening machine. And then he told him that he wanted him to remember that he could do that. And him and Magneto basically bitched him out <laughs> in that moment, in his own house, in his laboratory, and walked away. Now we have a moment where Reed told him something. Mm-hmm. We don't know what, but he told him something that left uh, left Xavier kind of silent for a bit. Yeah, the, the picture of Xavier, he, he's 
not looking thrilled with whatever well, like Reed wanted to say to his face. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does say, "I want to tell you this to your face," and I don't blame him. I don't blame him, but also as someone who's read a good amount of Fantastic Four, when Reed Richards is angry, oh yeah, that's not good. He that, can do that, some dark shit. That was what I was about to say as well. Like I, I, I think, like I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm with him on this, but also, it, I'm not a Reed Richards fan. I cannot stand Reed Richards. See, I think he's a villain. He's, he's long been in that camp that Beast is now going into. Yeah, <laughs> all these geniuses that kind of lean more and more towards uh, yeah. their believed greater good. Yeah. Um, we also have, a, I mentioned before, but it's a little moment where Xavier says, it's always nice to see our human friends, especially you, Franklin. Yeah. Like, just... There's a little thing of like, why is he taunting a guy who's a god, essentially? Yeah. <laughs> like warp reality. It was a little weird. It's like he still has the power, dude, just because it's not an XG. <laughs> yeah, like he could still literally wipe out existence. Yeah. So that's but an odd choice. Weird flex. Weird flex. Uh, we have the opening of the gala where Emma makes everyone see butterflies while another mutant's playing in her main her made instrument. And and not only can they not these butterflies are also like they are all in their mind playing along with it. So it's like one giant symphony that they're all connected for. Yeah. Creepy, a little creepy. But um, like some of them find it like very profound, you know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of a point like, oh man, they just, they're making more cult members. <laughs> well, I, I felt it more of Emma showing off like oh, if yeah. we all work as one, look yeah. what happens. And... I think it's Emma because my first thought was, wow, Emma's just connected a lot of minds like at one time. Like she's really showing off how fucking powerful she is. Multiple times in the night she will be doing this, as we know in other books. Exactly. Um we have the marauders just just gambling back on the boat. <laughs> and then the thing comes in. Yeah. The thing it's comes gambling in. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I took a screenshot of that so fucking fast. Thing, <laughs> thing comes in and gets mad at this group because he wasn't no one invited him to there to throw bones, as he says. And so then when he finally does, it's gambling time. Just truly might be the name of this episode as well. I have a few other ones from the Hellions book. That speaking of which, the Hellions should have just hung out with these guys. They well, would have gotten a lot less trouble. They would have, like, yeah. They should have been with the Marauders. The Marauders and the Hellions need to team up at some point. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, so then we have Emma kind of saying hi to all the different guests, a little confrontation between Doom and Captain America, who does state that he can be civil in the setting, even though he's across from Dr. Doom, who is a bad guy. Uh, they, they all have their little moments. And then we have a weird moment with a member of the Shi'ar Empire, where he says that we have the uh, crate that she needed? Yes, we have. It was very hard to obtain, but we got what you wanted. And Emma Frost has no fucking clue what she's talking about. So that and how they view as a congratulations for conquering the planet. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. at the that was such comedic timing because it was. Oh, like, yeah. When, <laughs> yeah, go it, ahead. It was when Emma was trying to convince Dr. Doom that they didn't conquer the Earth. 
and then the Shi'ar, <laughs> congratulations on conquering the earth. And her face, and just like Captain America's, like just drinking in the cup. <laughs> I'm just gonna drink and pretend none of this is happening. And two panels of Doom just laughing and walking away, <laughs> cracking up, just cracking up. Doom has never been more amused in his life. Yeah. <laughs> But then, yes, we have this Shi'ar member that has no fucking clue. Emma has no fucking clue what he's talking about, which I have more questions now. Yeah, kind of. Like, has someone maybe used Emma without her, someone powerful enough to use Emma without her knowing? Could be. It's either that or a shapeshifter, which then Marvel has plenty of, well, I guess (laughs) one shapeshifter who might want to cause damage, who's on Krakoa right now. Wait, who's the shapeshifter? Wait, who? Wait, who are you talking Mystique. about? Oh, Mystique. Mystique oh, I see. Emma. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't find this to be a Mystique thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think this is Mystique. This is probably like who's powerful enough to do something like that? Uh, has access to like husks of people. Um, and is really tight with the Shi'ar Empire because his daughter <laughs> is on the throne. Well, oh, that'd be Charles Xavier. That's complicated. Who. It's complicated. So we have that moment, and then we have everyone kind of just living it up. We have a lot. We have a lot of nice moments that we can't go over every single one. Oh, there's so many just perfect yeah. moments in here. Uh, on the guest list, actually, in the opening of the book, it says like guest stars throughout this comic run. Yeah. And we will see mainly you see it in the next in the last X-Men issue we get to today. Like a lot of celebrities who just pop tr- up in there. I truly don't care for this. I mean, at least from the celebrities I noticed, like they're all just big comic nerds. Sure. I do appreciate seeing Megan Raponi and um uh what's her name? More Ashley Morgan, right? Is that her? I didn't see her. I saw Killer Mike, I saw Eminem, a few other people. Yeah. yeah, so as the party continues, when they talk about what they can do together, something happens, it's time for the fireworks, and it's like we just cut to the end of the event. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So we got the beginning of the gala, and then we got the end of the gala, all in the same book, but we don't know what happens in this span of when Emma goes and does the fireworks display. Yeah, the only hint we had was uh, Captain America talking to Cyclops, being like, did you know that was a thing? And he's like, not really, but I suspected. But here's here's the thing, though. A question was posed because at some... Or it feels like a a question was posed because at some point, Magic asked Weldock, like, getting... Like, looking for a response from him about what just occurred. And he says, I, I don't want to be rude at a party and I want some time to gather my thoughts. Like, what the fuck just occurred to me? Or did they yeah. like pose this like a new question like they did in the beginning of like, you can either acknowledge us and get all these medicines or you or don't? Or like, was it just the sheer like representation of their power that has everybody like speechless? Like what the fuck just happened? I, yeah and then i thought like did i miss a page like what the fuck and then i'm like how is this the beginning of the event if this is the end of the gala and i saw that question from where we are in the books now uh, issue 21 of x-men 
I'm still wondering. I guess it's all going to be saved for planet-sized X-Men, whatever that book is. I'm wondering. Yeah, it's something obviously like oh man i forget i should have written it down at some point well obviously the she are here now but at some point there's kind of mention of like outer space again and i'm like oh shit is this like all a big show of like i present to you krakoa on mars like mars is now our planet or something and remember we have this weird what is storm going going to announce and does that do because Okay, so here's where this is coming from. I started rereading Hox Pox. Okay. I haven't finished it yet, though, because I forgot how long it was. Um, <laughs> but in the very beginning, when they're like laying, they're showing like where Krakoan gates are being laid, mm. one of them was being laid on Mars, but we've never talked about that since. Oh, wow. This could be like they literally could have been secretly colonizing Mars. <laughs> that would be fucking sick. And that, and this is what they are doing. This is why this is the fireworks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they see Mars or some shit. Hmm. You know what? We'll get more into it in X Men. But there's that one ending panel. I have now. I'm questioning a little more. Okay. Um, but that's my theory. That's the one theory I have right now. So on that, before we get to X Force, uh, I give it five X's just because it's a great beginning. One hundred percent. And also, I like that they gave us an old. Um, an old chapter of a Claremont run. Yes. Explain who that uh, Lord character was a little bit more, like his girlfriend and why he, like when she died, how Emma was there. That was, you know, like it really contextualized everything from the last one in a really fun way. Like, I, I, yeah, I think that was really clever. And I enjoyed reading Claremont stuff again. So. So that is issue 21 of marauders you also get five x's five motherfucking x's because also like the art is so incredible i love the artists of marauders yeah definitely and before you get to x-force can i just say i think this is the best issue of x-force I've this read. is 100 what i was about to say as well this is my favorite x-force issue ever like yeah. this proves that our boy benjamin percy can write a good story Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just as long as it's been plotted by somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's true. Lately. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> X-Force number 12. Uh, so it starts off with the scene that you referenced from Marauders where uh, Kid Omega is basically psychically scanning everyone as they walk into the gala because he's part of x-force and x-force does what x-force wants to do which is very apparent by the end of this episode issue so he's yes yes he's scanning everybody and then we get to the scene where tony stark comes in and he's like kid you're not gonna fucking scan me i'm smarter than you you're just a baby And then at some point, I love the I, I love Kid Omega's one-upmanship because it ends with Tony being like, while you've been wasting your time with me, like 13 people walked by you just completely unnoticed. <laughs> and, but they made sure visually to show you everybody who walked by them still had Kid Omega's like little pink stuff happening over their head. He's checking them off, yeah. While still having this conversation. And he says to him at the end, he's like, please, I'm barely even using 1% of my brain to talk to you. 
So we find out that X-Force is running security. Beast comes in, checks on Sage, who's obviously the woman in the chair, as she says many times, running intel on everything. Uh, Domino is basically doing rounds inside the party and Wolverine is doing outside the party. And that's when he confronts some Shi'ar people. He's like, yeah, I got a box here of logic diamonds. And like we were just saying a second ago, this might be what Emma was looking for or what somebody claiming to be Emma was looking for. It was someone who's not Emma. (laughs) Yes. So that's what I'm thinking, that this is what the shipment is. And then we cut to Domino talking to some ambassadors from Terra Verde, which, if you recall, which they do like uh, bring back up anyway in the plot. But that's the island that had that Krakoan-like parasite that would like take yeah. off people's body that Beast then hacked and turned into a thing that he used to control everybody. After it took over like a Mayan village or some some yeah, weird thing. Remember, like like he he put it inside their president so that the president, like he could control the president, and the president then went on to sign the treaty with Krakoa and everything. Nothing wrong at all with that. Nothing wrong. So this comes back up, and we just and we discover that not only is the president still under control, but it appears everyone from Terra Verde is under that control. Totally so, fine. Totally cool. One hundred percent cool. Uh, Domino questions him on this and, and uh, or not on this specifically, I don't think she noticed um, she, he talks down to Domino, he calls her merely a field agent, she needs to listen to what he tells her to do and she basically starts threatening him and Sage just moves her to a private line so that she doesn't get in trouble with Beast. Yeah, I heard the decimals in your voice. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, went, I went ahead and moved you to a private line there, so go ahead and say whatever you want and at this time, we have uh, Beast out there mingling with folks. And Xavier kind of notices Beast's erratic behavior. And he's like, uh, Beast, I have a sneaking suspicion. I want to ask you what you're up to. <laughs> and Beast <laughs> is like, I distinctly remember you saying you were better off not knowing. And so Xavier walks away. But in this moment, because Beast is fucking around with Emma's party, Emma decides she's going to find out what Beast is up to. The best Emma glare I think I've ever seen drawn. So fucking scary, man. Like the, I really like the way um, Cassandra or Cassandra, whatever his last name is, the artist, I like the way he draws Emma in this one. Like, especially because she's all in diamond, I think, the entire time. Yeah, both Emma and Xavier, like shiny, reflective things work really well for his art. With the yeah. way he translates, it. I really like his art has not been the problem with X Force. No, no, no. no. I've, I've truly enjoyed the art. Um, yeah, Beast is just out there hamming it up, and we and we see at this point the little plant parasite thing making its way, jumping from one person to another, just uh, casually going onto every single person in this goddamn party. It seems like we're potentially. And Emma has had enough and she storms out. Then we cut to what I hope pays off later. Otherwise, it's just a gratuitous nonsense moment. But Deadpool decides he's going to crash the party 
and Wolverine is like, God damn it, dude, what are you doing here? Get out this was all the first legitimate shocks. After all this time, we haven't really seen Deadpool evolve other than the cable book. Yeah. Him trying to crash the party is hilarious. It's done well, but also makes me go, okay, so we're now saying that he's not a mutant again? Yes, I, which is what I've been screaming on this podcast since day one. But his uh, mutant gene was activated forcefully, but so was like Sinister. Sinister wasn't born a mutant. He was evolved, forcefully evolved by Apocalypse? Uh, yes. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do not remember Sinister's origin story anymore, honestly. I'm pretty sure like an, he was an like, aristocrat in the 1800s and like that Apocalypse... I, 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 did some shit to him. I, yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. Anyway, so like in that sense, I'm I'm comparing it to that. Also, the fact I'm sorry, but I don't always love Deadpool, but this picture of him pointing with flo- wearing a floaty is fucking perfect. It is. It's not only just a, he's he's got a, a rubber ducky tube on. Yeah. He's got two fucking uh, flamingo. What are they called? So you don't sink in the pool. Those things that you put on kids on. Yeah, arm floaties. Uh, arm floaties. Yeah, exactly. And then he's got his snorkel on for the ocean. Yeah. Over <laughs> his mask. Over his mask. It's great. That that whole that frame is fantastic. It is as a perfect Deadpool representation. And then we find out that the he decides instead of spearing him, he's going to shoot the. Uh, he's going to shoot a net on Wolverine, and he basically just lecturing Wolverine. Like, I wasn't invited. This is bullshit. And honestly, this does make the most sense to introduce Deadpool this way. Because, yeah. like, I can see him being like, oh, whatever. You guys got a homeland. I don't care about home. I, I go where I want. I'm the king of Staten Island or whatever. You know, I'm like, actually, he has a fair point. He is technically a king. He is king of the monsters because his wife is queen of the monsters. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, I, he has a point that it is weird <laughs> that he wasn't invited. And, in, and I agree with him on this, but I also see why they wouldn't want to invite him because he's a fucking wild card. Yeah, absolutely. 110%, yes. <laughs> and so they get into a pretty funny battle. And, and while that's happening, Emma pays Sage a visit. And Sage is freaked the fuck out when Emma walks up behind her and says, hey, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you come from? <laughs> And Emma and and Sage is Sage like jumps up and like hides the computer behind her like a fucking kid getting caught, and she's like, "Oh, nothing. Everything's good here." And she's like, "Oh, I decided to just bring you some champagne." And they have a toast, and then she busts out with, "Okay, now I need you to do me a favor and uh, go ahead and stop whatever Beast is doing here with his Terraverdum nonsense." Like she just knows it because she read yeah. Beast's mind. And spit out her drink. Yeah, and she like literally drops the glass as well. And so as she's trying to do what Emma has just commanded her to do, which is turn off the controls to this thing that Beast has and casually exit them out of the party so that no one else is infected, we discover that it's been, the code has been hacked. The genetic code has been hacked in some way and it's not in their control anymore. And it ends with Swamp Thing. Yeah. The, pre- the president is feeling I mean, more of the frolic man, but yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Swamp Thing have- villain. 
the uh, pr the president is not feeling well, and he turns into a plant creature, like we saw in the book in which they were introduced, and that is how it ends. I think might be the first time giving X Force four X's. I gave well right here too four X's, and I thought yeah. to myself, I don't think I've ever touched this button for for. <laughs> I don't think my fingers ever had to reach over this many stones. <laughs> uh, no, that was great. Um, also, you went over the part where Domino stops the fight between Wolverine and Deadpool by just like lighting his whole body on fire. Yeah, and she's like, whatever. It's a timeout. Like, yeah, she, yeah. To just call being lit on fire a timeout is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was X Force twenty. Now, man, my maybe my favorite book of the batch just because it's fucking ridiculous and perfect hellions number 12 so guys the central premise of this whole issue is should we bring the lunatics to the party and what would happen if the lunatics were at a party and it goes exactly how you think it would when you bring lunatics to a party <laughs> so we open up the book with uh, sinister quoting the bible <laughs> Because, you know, it's fitting for him, of course. And only Havoc and Psylocke are, are allowed to go to the Hellfire Gala. The rest of the team has to stay and, I guess, train from what Psylocke says. Because they don't want to go, but they're going. Yeah, Psylocke is like, yeah, I'm going to work, so you have to work too. <laughs> yeah, you love drinking and, and dressing up yeah. fancy. Shut up. Um, again, I love Havoc's. I love everything going on with Havoc's design. Yeah, it's a really cool look. It's a cool look. I love this, the facial expression on John's face of saying, uh, yeah, you look good. Like, Oh, to Psylocke? Yeah, like, that's yeah. a nice dress, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I, like the, I like the little love story they're building between Psylocke and, and Grey Crow. I, I, like I love this whole team, and this book really brings out why, because they're becoming closer reluctantly. They really are. Like they're watching out for each other now. Like they make Empath. jokes, huh? Even yeah, even Empath. Empath. Totally. He, you feel this is the first issue. I think I feel like he accepts the team. Yeah. It's and they're like, yeah, he's the asshole right there. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen this nice, quote unquote, version of Empath. Well, the next thing we have is the people who are forced to to stay at the base. Like Wild Child is just wrestling um, Orphan Maker. Just wrestling. Like, like just having a good time. And like uh, Nanny is with Empath just kind of standing and talking while John drinks. But like this feels like a team. Like I feel like if someone did try and pick on a fight on any one of them, the rest would just automatically defend them. Yeah, they do at the end of this book. Yeah, technically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, except Alex. Alex will... He's not accepting that he's one of them yet. He, yeah, and that's on Alex. The team it accepts is. Alex. He hasn't accepted them yet. So we go back to the gala where <laughs> so many things I want to quote from Sinister. Oh but just God. going like, so which one is Captain America and which one's Iron Man? I'm sorry, I don't own a TV. <laughs> so fucking perfect. Oh, my God. Uh, that That is amazing. We have Betsy and Kawan seeing each other just for a quick moment and just like hey we're both at this party everything's cool uh we have <laughs> xavier talking to havoc saying hey go check on your friends and he's like oh they're not here oh god 
Oh God. And it, and it was convenient timing because uh, Alex is pressing Xavier on why Maddie can't be brought back. Like, yes. like just considering, like, I just want to know more about this, this decision or whatever. Like he is still hung up on it as honestly he should be. And frankly, you can't, you keep bringing Maddie up when you're going to cut talk about Inferno. So I, I'm going to guess Maddie's coming back too. <laughs> so that is possible. Um, we have Sinister talking to Black Panther and Thor about being a god and a king, just like him. And then for the third time in this book, my new favorite trope in the world is when Nan- Orphan Maker is just, or Nanny is just surprising Sinister. And he goes, Oh my god, oh dear god. He is truly. Uh, for somebody who has made grotesque monsters for a living, he is legitimately frightened of the look of Nanny. He's the gif of from the office of Dwight being surprised when um, Angela pops out of nowhere. No, oh, yeah. That's what I always think of. And like him just going, oh, dear God. And she's like, don't be modest. You're also an abuser, abductor, or murderer of children. <laughs> As Thor and Black Panther just walk away. Yeah. He goes, no, that was another Mrs. Sinister that did all that. I'm the good one, which that comes back into my brain at the end of this book. Oh, yeah, that comes back in a big way. Yeah. And this will kick off this uh, continuation of this feud between Nanny and Mrs. Sinister that she's just really taking things personally when it comes to him. She does not like Mr. Sinister. <laughs> we also have a uh, wild child seeing his ex for the first time, I guess, in a while at least, uh, Aurora. And he's kind of like, hey, hey, how you doing? It's been a while kind of moment. And she's like, okay, sorry, I gotta go. So he's now feeling a little insecure. Keep in mind, they are all drinking, of course. Oh, there is just... It, Thor was right. It is an open bar. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have... Then we see Alex talking to Magneto about the resurrection protocol. Yeah. <laughs> and seeing his ex also hilarious yeah and magneto like when i think when i think of those two characters i always think of them together i know because they were I together think... for a long time yeah yeah they were you you haven't read uncanny avengers right no, i remember I... we mentioned it one time no i don't yeah no, i think I'd do an episode on that because that's a fantastic run where like havoc falls in love with wasp and like it makes sense and they're hiding their their child because they don't know what she's going to be it's a whole thing um wait alice has a kid it's a lot um alternate universe alternate timeline kidnapped by kang it's a whole thing okay all right i don't want to hear any more of that yeah it's fantastic but it's the thing um but no when i think of havoc i think of those kind of women he's been with those classic characters he's been with and yeah that's probably why he's so fucked up and traumatized 100 percent. yes so then we also have uh, Sinister pissed off seeing Exodius because they can't be next to each other. Look at their outfits. <laughs> Sinister is like, I am very impressed that you would want to stand next to me when you know how inferior you look. <laughs> in the meantime, we have Nanny drinking through a hole in the top of her uh, egg. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. However she's drinking, but she's getting very drunk. She's um, washed. Yes, and then we also have John telling Wild Child, hey man, it was just a weird moment. Go talk to her. You're going to do your thing. Go get her. 
Roar. <laughs> I love how sincerely he, uh, John loves Wild Child. Though. Like he really does. Like I think he really does like him, especially like this. Like he's like, yeah, man, you're a pack leader. You go get him, player. <laughs> like he's, basically, he's being a great wingman. And even Psylocke like, says, like, you really do care. Like you're good friends with him now. He's like, I have to be. No, whatever. Like, don't yeah. talk about it. They're the only ones who accept me. In the meantime, we have Psylocke and oh, sorry, Polaris and Havoc talking about what's going on, and then a fight breaks out after Wildchild realizes Dakin is now with Aurora. And I thought, like, okay, because I don't know if they had a history or not, because they're both from this Wolverine saber tooth family line. Yeah, no, it's because Dakin is dating Aurora. Yeah. So as this fight's about to start, John tries to stop him from fighting, and then Orphan Maker yells bananas because Empath decided to make him happier and less scared. Yeah, Orphan Maker kept wanting a, a drink, and Nanny said he couldn't have a drink, and he kept trying to get Empath to steal him one, and so Empath decided to compromise to not do go against Nanny's wishes, and he just made him feel like he was drunk. And then we had my favorite moment from this book, which is when oh my God. Uh, Nanny says, oh, it's going down. Judgment day, motherfucker, and runs at Sinister. She breaks a glass on the table <laughs> and then chases and then like goes to stab him. <laughs> As she screams what you just said. It's so fucking amazing. I love this scene so this much. That's why, well, that, that should be the title of this episode. Judgment that, that is a fucking amazing. Because again, you have Sinister like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, he's already embarrassed because now his team is just making a fucking mess right now. Oh my God. And I'm going to let you describe the next scene after that with uh, Empath. Oh, so uh, Empath is uh, watching it all go down. And at the, that time, he's like, oh, hey, Cat's Eye, Roulette, uh, oh, my old buddies, um, haven't seen you since, oh, fuck, I made you fight each other, oh, shit. <laughs> and then they just kick his fucking ass. <laughs> and so then that becomes part of the other fight going on. And then if you want to take it from here with Magneto, or unless you want me to keep going. Yeah, um, then Magneto picks up uh, Orphan Maker and John. And then Magic makes a portal and just like shoves all of the team other than Havoc through this portal. <laughs> but I and love that. I love Magneto's asking Magic to do this. And Magic's like, give me a second. I'm going to finish my drink. <laughs> I mean, it's a great way to get kicked out. And then they're going back through Krakoan Gate to like, I don't really know specifically where. Are they back on Krakoa or are they? I don't know where. Yeah, they, they, they. Yeah, that looks. I mean, it's a foresty looking thing, so I think it's Krakoa. Yeah. So when they get back, uh, there is a line where John's like, "I just assume every group of people, someone there wants to kick your ass." Yeah, like to make to make him feel better, he's like, "You know what? You just need to go into every situation and think, at least two to three people here want to kill me." <laughs> That's amazing. But again, that is a moment of like, I'm gonna make him feel better. Yeah, it's his way of saying like. Yeah, man, that's just life. Like, that's just life. Like we're at least we're all here together, kind of yeah, thing. It's weird. Exactly. It's great, but it's weird. And then they're told to like, get ready for the fireworks. And they're like, how are we going to see the fireworks? What are they talking about? And then 
they all get like a, a vision from Psylocke, I guess, of what they're seeing back at the gala. Yes. And we don't fucking know what they see, but in the meantime, we I see mean, a sin- okay. Okay, before we get to that here, we like, just to talk about the fireworks again, before we get to this cliffhanger, Psylocke says whatever they're seeing right now, it's enough to make you feel anything is possible. And somebody who is well-established as a cynic says it does at that. Like even he, whatever he sees, seems amazed. Yeah. Is he, even he is like, yes, anything is possible. Well, <laughs> like, I think you're on something about this planet, planet sized X-Men. It has to be right. It has. Holy to shit. Yeah. Anyway. So get to our cliffhanger. Our cliffhanger, which confused the fuck out of me is, uh, a sinister saying it's so good to be home also <laughs> where are those idiots looking at so i love that it's still sassy sinister though he's still a little sassy yeah but this um, one looks more jungle-esque like his longer hair and then he has like these two big scars on his face yes um this could be the sinister that was I'm assuming um, left to die at um, Araco, right? Wasn't that like, wasn't, didn't one of the Senate like, oh shit, yes, you're right. Or like, we, the assumption was that's what happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm thinking this is. And I think that that is because the other geneticist probably put him back together because you remember like he was having that like, Oh no, I'm the superior genesis. I'm gonna steal all the DNA here. Yeah. Like, like either either that or he escaped on his own. But like I, I think that's who this is. I think that's which sinister this is. They're pretty fucking cool. All right. Yeah, uh five, five X's. Oh yeah, 100 percent This was a five X book all the way. Yeah, fucking love it. Fucking love Hellions. All right, so next up we have Excalibur issue 21. <clears throat> I like to call it the ballad of Emo Richter, but um holy Christ. I mean I don't know, man. Like Richter, what is going on, buddy? Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who doesn't regularly read the book, I was like, Joe, are you okay? Like <laughs> he's not, he's clearly not okay. Like he has the black parade behind him. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. He does very much so. Um, okay, so Excalibur opens up with the Excalibur team heading to the party. They're all dressed up. Psylocke is dressed like a pop star. Like every time I see her, I'm like, I feel like she's about to start singing. <laughs> or she? Oh, no. Oh my god. Do it soon. But also, why the fuck does this book spoil a piece of the main X Men book? Of who's on the team? Oh, they already announced who was on the team. Marvel announced who was on the team well long ago. Did they? We've talked about who was on the team on this podcast already. All right, take a word for it. <laughs> anyway, um, this is what Psylocke reminds me of. She reminds me of a character from like the Wicked and Divine. That's what she looks like to me. Yes. Wait, um, did he? No, that was Karen Gillian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Excalibur shows up to the gala and right as they get there Shatterstar grabs Richter and says my love hello 
and he is covered in blood <laughs> because it's fucking Shatterstar. And Richter, as you said, gets emo. He's like, you show up out of nowhere. You're covered in blood. Get away from me. Well, I and imagine he, that took place like right after what we saw. I in, think so. uh, Yeah. That's, that's what I'm assuming. Um, here's where I'm confused, though. Like, it's not like Shatterstar is a bad guy in this thing or that there's anything bad going on. But Betsy, like says come along rick like leave like don't deal with this come with us like and i get that she sees that he's distressed and so she's giving him a safe space to go and i think but at some point like she says i truly think you should go get a drink somewhere else and she like glares back at like shatterstar like what the fucking doing like he's (laughs) like, like you said like the impression here is he's just got done murdering the morgan yeah via siren's body and the first thing he does is reach out to the person that he's missed the most and everyone's like oh what an asshole you are like the (laughs) fuck um so anyway they all as you said they spoil the book because or they 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 congratulate a little too early because the elections haven't been announced in our in our books yet but they say Congratulations to our newest X-Men Rogue and the team is just having a great celebration. And it is at this moment though that I'd like to point out that every one of these books takes place on the same night and all of them have what time it is. So you can track literally what happens at what time. Like every, almost every time they enter a new scene, they tell you what time it is. Excalibur got to the party at 9.30 p.m. At 10.20 p.m., they're congratulating Rogue on being an X-Men. Like, there's gaps in time that get filled in with other books, but, like, it's got to mean something else. Like, there's got to be a reason that they're going to keep that close of track of time. Like, what's See, That makes happen? you wish, like, when you get the collected edition, they just do it in order. Oh, shit. That would be cool as hell. I don't know how they would, because each book takes place at different times too though like like within this same book there are like three different times no i mean like actual not by issue but by panels just put it all in order that'd be crazy i wonder if it even goes together like that or if it could you know if it could yeah that'd be crazy that's cool look that's a cool idea though all right so they're done so they fuck it rogue congratulations you're back on the x-men for like the seventeen thousand time (laughs) (laughs) also rogue was a uh I love Rogue, but I, I don't like that they're forcing Rogue and Gambit to go their own ways. But there was a moment where, like, Rogue says, ah, don't worry about us. I got a plan. Remy's got a plan. We know what we're doing. Like, what are you guys planning? What are you, wait, yeah. what, are you guys scheming something? Too? Is everyone scheming something? Scheming. What is going on in Krakoa? But, um, so they're, they're, they're done with that. And, uh, oh, that's what I was going to point out. Rogue was on the X-Men team in the original Inferno, too. She's the only, obviously, one that was in this group. But anyway, so the next we have Betsy trying to console uh, Emo Richter when uh, Pete Wisdom's like, hey, I want to have a dance with you. And actually, what I need to do is tell you that uh, shit has gone down. And uh, the coven that hates mutants and also is actually witches themselves um, 
they have schemed in a way to basically end the alliance that the Great Britain and Krakoa have together. And then we cut to a scene where that is exactly what fucking happens. Yeah. And and Emma is like, God, I beg you, but this is my, like Emma is genuinely surprised by it and angry because this is her night and she's controlled almost every other aspect. Like when Beast was fucking around, I think she cared for ethical reasons, but also it's her fucking night, Beast. What are you fucking, you know what I mean? Like she's yeah, she's, but she also said like this could ruin our nation too. Yes, and which she is goddamn right about. Yeah, <laughs> you know we got Magneto was right, Cyclops was right, Emma was right. Yeah. Like, Beast, uh, never right. Beast, never fucking right. Actually, yes. Can we have a side tangent right now? We didn't really specify this enough. Oh, shit. We didn't do Every that. issue, he's getting way worse. And there was that one data page about the Beast argument where he's like, who cares about their privacy? Yeah. Like, that's some psycho shit he's saying. Yes, it is. He is a psycho. And is this... Did somehow dark beast and regular beast get merged when like were they resurrected together somehow like i don't know but they definitely hit it home when you read that data page of his argument yeah he's a fucking villain he's a psychopath with yeah, a I, they have to have an end game for that um, that's not going to be good there can't be as as was pointed out in one of the last books xavier's the oh no sorry <laughs> in in hoxpox Moira says of Charles one time, he's got a thinly veiled God complex. Yeah. Which he very much does. But now clearly so does Beast. How many, yeah. how many mutants with God complexes can exist on, on Krakoa? <laughs> I um, still say a Krakoan, a Krakoan civil war is coming so, at some point. Oh, yeah, at some point. Uh, that would be awesome. Like, I, like that's a civil war, because that's truly a civil war, honestly. But like, yeah. <laughs> That would be something I'd be interested in. Um, so anyway, we cut to the scene. Emma's pissed off. Betsy is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm right here. Like, <laughs> Captain Britain's here, dude. What are you talking about? Everything's cool, man. You're just mad that Captain Britain's a mutant. Blah, blah, blah. And then they leave. They're like, no, at midnight, no agreement. We're sending back whatever drugs we have of yours. You can fuck off. Great Britain no longer acknowledges you. And if any mutant commits a crime on our land, we'll fucking handle that shit ourselves. So as they're leaving the room, uh, Richter was there listening and he gets mad and says, because their house is currently on British territory, the lighthouse where they live is, is in Britain. And so he's mad. He's like, you don't control the land. I control the land. Oh, yeah, he gets really emo about it. <laughs> the guy, because he's like becoming... As you see in this book, he's becoming more and more earth magic bound. I mean, like Apocalypse woke this shit up in him. These druids worship worships him like a god. Like he's just feeling more and more at one. With I him. still remember A. What'd you say? It was the part in the like opening of the book where he's like, I still uh, remember A. Yeah, what a fucking whiny bitch. You wouldn't be here without him. You guys want to hear how cool he was? He touched me. <laughs> Let me tell you about the greatest man who's ever lived. Who, by the way, is still fucking alive. Yeah, he's not dead. He's just on another dimension or whatever. <laughs> Fuck, man. But anyway, um, after this argument, we get uh, one of many scenes, most of them are in the background, of drunk Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler is tipsy at this party. I meant to point it out in X Factor, but they're in, 
Yes. In a couple of the books, there's little scenes in the background of the art where Nightcrawler is like drinking or like hanging on people. And like, Which makes me concerned of what we're going to read in the next Way of X. We're going to find out why he's yeah. either, why he's this drunk or like, is he just like, fuck it? Or is he undercover? Is he yeah, not exactly. <laughs> but I think he's really drunk because either, um, either Megan has told him or he has supernatural abilities to tell when women are pregnant. But um uh, Nightcrawler comes and starts congratulating Megan on on what he's alluding to as a pregnancy, and they and both she and Cap and Captain Avalon now uh, Brian act like they don't know what he's talking about, but it's clear Megan knows what he's talking about. Yeah, because she refused to drink anything. Um, but anyway, so Megan's pregnant, and then we have my favorite scene of the book, to no one's surprise, I'm sure. Betsy is looking for Lauren and who should appear but Rachel and ask her, has anyone asked you to dance just to dance with you tonight? Or has everybody been squeezing you for info? (laughs) And she's like, just squeezing me for info. And she's like, well, then how about you dance with me? And they have a lovely little dance and she welcomes her to the lighthouse. And I'm very excited because (laughs) there's a spot open on the Excalibur now because Rogue is leaving. And X Factor has been canceled. So yep. Rachel's got that got to go somewhere. <laughs> and I would much rather see Rachel back in Excalibur than doing anything else right now. So I'm hoping that actually that, even me gets me interested if that right? happens. Like I, I hope this, I hope that's what that was alluding to. Um so then we get to the climax, which is Pete Wisdom has decided he's gotta keep an eye on these witches. He's part of their. He, he works for the government and they technically are kind of part of the government. So he can't really not be with them. And he's escorted them back to their coven. And he's like, all right, well, it's been a long night. I'm going to head on out. And they like, like, no, 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 we got some blood magic to do. And we need mutant blood. And, mutant they, blood. and they hold him down. And right before they stab him to death, I'm sure. Um, he calls out to Psylocke for help or oops, my bad. Calls out to Betsy for help. And Captain Britain. Captain Britain, my apologies to the real Psylocke. Um, and so this, this spell that they're doing is the only way they can release uh, Morgan Le Fay, you know, the one who's been tortured by mutants for the past, however long we've been dealing with this now. Yeah. Uh, they release her through dark magic that they need from mutant blood, and then also use that mutant blood to access the Krakoan gate so that Morgan Le Fay can just quickly walk to Krakoa. <laughs> yeah. And as all that's happening, uh, Mr. Emo Man, to wrap up everything, Mr. Emo Man decides, well, you can't, <laughs> you can't, have, my, can't have my home. And he calls upon his druid friends and they break the lighthouse into its own sovereign part of like disputed territory basically and he breaks yeah. it off of great britain onto its own island and then shatterstar shows up with a six-pack and they have a nice little sit down finally but yeah because they were together in the uh peter david run yeah. of x-factor i x-factor. believe That's right. mm-hmm. uh yeah that moment again like the way he looks and the way he's acting and he's like all right my druids fuck mom and dad we're gonna go do our own thing Break the ground. Where my people at? 
<laughs> so yeah, we end on a, on a on a sweet note, but really, I feel like what we ended on was beat beat wisdom being murdered so that Morgan Le Fay can basically attend the gala. Yeah, um, I enjoyed this issue. I liked it. I gave it uh, three and a half X's. I gave it five actually. I real because I love the art, and this was the art was good. Yeah, and one of the this is one of the better issues they've had, and I think it's again because somebody else plotted the whole thing. So it's, yeah. It was, I've always loved the way Teeny Howard has made the characters interact. And I think she has a great grasp on everybody's tone and personality. It's always been the plot that's kind of been like hard to follow. And this was way easier to follow. All right. So next up we have X-Men number 21. And I guess the last X-Men until we renumber it with the official team. I think so. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Because we have like several of the X-Men artists on this one. Yeah, so it opens up with Xavier and Magneto trying to convince Namor to join the Quiet Council, saying, hey, embrace who you are. You are a mutant. Even though for anyone who's been reading X-Men since like the mid-2000s, there was a time where Namor fully accepted that, and he lived with the mutants on Utopia. Yeah. Like, he was like, yeah, but the last like three years or so of Namor, he's changed a lot. We don't really know why. If you read the, the Jason Aaron Avengers run right now, there's still no clear answer why he's kind of more of an asshole than he already was. But he just is. Yeah. Weird. I mean, because I don't keep up regularly with things outside of X-Men, my impression of Namor is always this. Like, I, he is always the arrogant king of Atlanta. Oh, he's always arrogant for sure, yeah. Like this is very much aligning with who I find Namor to be, and I, I I'm not saying that necessarily as a bad thing. I I like Namor. Oh no, I like him as a character too, especially with the rumor actually that he's gonna be in Black Panther too. Allegedly, they casted him already Holy for Black shit. Panther too. Holy shit! Really? Oh yeah, that's so exciting. If that's true, absolutely yeah. Like Fuck, some reputable man. sources said, they they know for a fact at least he was casted. What if it's Jason Momoa? <laughs> <laughs> There might be some uh, some issues with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll have to wait to find out then. <laughs> so we have this this moment between them where they're saying, "Hey, there's an opening right now. We guarantee a spot. You know, you're a ruler." But Namor being Namor and also a little bit extra is like, I rule seventy percent of this fucking planet. Which... Like, I don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs> oh my god. This goes back to my theory. He says, I have dominion over 70% of this planet, gentlemen. You currently control what? An island? Get back to me when you have something more to offer. Like the the way, like the way they're looking isn't necessarily like they're upset. Like they kind of like, if I'm right, this is foreshadowing for sure. You mean while the background's all orange? Oh, fuck, it is. Oh, shit. This has to be it. This has to be it. (laughs) I'm so glad I went back to read Hot Scots. (laughs) Um, So Namor Kyle, in his own way, says, fuck off. Like, you're not impressing me with a a piece of the council. I think in his words where he said, like, with a bunch of people who are going to pretend to be my peers, like, they're not. Yeah. And you have a moment of name of uh, Xavier and Magneto looking at each other like, all right, that's what this is. He wants and he says, until then, until you interest me, 
my interests will remain divided. And then he starts talking with the other Marvel heroes. Yeah, he goes and hangs out with the Avengers. To which I like, I know he's like in the Avengers and stuff, but I'm like, sometimes, yeah. I don't feel like he would be hanging out with them right now. Like, I feel after a comment like that, he would just kind of go off on his own. No, a year ago, he actually tried to kill most of the current Avengers, but like this invasion shit. Well, I guess they're not necessarily looking happy to see him, honestly, now that I'm looking back at it. <laughs> well, Black Panther wants to kill Namor. He already tried to twice in the Hickman run of Avengers. So, oh, wow. yeah, it was really good. So, um, actually going back to Avengers vs. X-Men when Namor drowned all of Wakanda. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hickman referenced that all the time in, in his Avengers run where he's like, we can work together, but one day I promise you I will kill you. And like legitimately 30 issues later, he's like, hey, remember that time I said I'm going to kill you? And then he fucking kills him. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it's really good, or nice. tries to at least. So then we cut to the big announcement of who's going to be in the X Men. We have, uh, and also as usual with, with Cyclops, I'm, I'm really digging his, his outfit now. It's really grown on me. No, it's like '80s montage kind of thing going on. Honestly, every time I see it, I think it's that Children of the Atom character cosplaying as Cyclops. No, well, maybe got inspired from her thing. Maybe. Oh so, shit! What if that's an homage to to her? There you go, homaging him. But uh, so Gene links up every mutant and anyone at the party who wants to be involved and listen. Again, that's powerful shit. She's not the Phoenix right now. Yeah, that's just Gene being Omega. But like, I think Gene's technically an Omega level. Um, by herself, yeah. Telekinetic though. Like, I don't know if she's Omega level telepath. Yes, because they made they made a. a point of saying that she's omega in one aspect but not another yeah and is it telekinesis or te- telepathy now i don't know i think it's telepathy she's okay. omega in. yeah okay. so we have everyone listening who is picked and then we see people getting congratulated so on this x-men team we have rogue sunfire uh, x-23 wolverine uh sink and polaris that is our team and we have a great spread shot of uh like a splash page of them as a team looking all cool in their newest fashion. And then we get to a bunch of sinister secrets. We haven't had these in a while. We haven't. Okay. Wait, before we get there though, there is a moment that as Gene is doing this, it's quiet because everyone's talking telepathically, but the human guests at the party don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> and so Mr. Mr. Dr. Doctor Strange, she's I kept Mr. Fantastic kept trying to come out of my mouth. <laughs> Doctor Strange, who is, you know, can do whatever, he perceives what's really happening and he explains it to the people around him. And he calls it like really beautiful and like yeah. and a, a, like he's really impressed by it and like really like moved by it. And even Electra says, like, I can hear it. If you can, <laughs> if you have ears, you can hear this. They're not trying to hide anything. Like, I guess because she's a ninja, she can hear anything. <laughs> Like, I I, that's who that is, right? That's I did like the way she said it, though, saying there's no shame, no hidden agendas, no manipulation, just pride. Yeah, I loved it. All right, so... Also, I loved, for some reason, this one picture. I just love the art of it. It's the one of uh, Gambit kissing Rogue on the cheek. Oh, it's so the good. The art looks so beautiful. Oh, I love it. And then Jubilee's doing, like, the fireworks in the back, too. I love it. Yeah, like, that's... I, got, I want a frame of that. Oh, you know I do, too. That's good. I got... I, <laughs> I just read this book, but bef- I called and made an appointment. I'm going to get that tattooed on my leg later today. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone with a tattoo of their version of the X symbol. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, like those just the little like dashes in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, people like it definitely more than us. All right. <laughs> oh, this new design X Men. Yeah. Oh, I like this logo. No, no, I like it too. I'm just saying, like people like that are that much of fans of the logo. Oh, right? I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to these sinister secrets. I honestly don't remember a lot of them. All I just right. Thinking like, ooh, oh. Okay, so there's a lot of like just not real subtle references to things that are going down right now. Yes. <laughs> the Quiet Council stuff. There's the um, uh, the Mystique one. They're like, if this mutant always always gets what she wants, and when if she doesn't, what's going to happen? Well, there was one about how many Quiet Councils are there really? Yeah. I one. count two, or if you count two, you're th- there's too too few. You're thinking too low. Yeah. I mean, Which, I is count- that referring to like the Council of? moira and xavier that's what i think but i think that's why i'm saying if you're counting two then that's too low like yeah other people on the other side of that yeah sub councils plotting in the background again everyone is scheming oh Uh, yeah totally we we get a reference to perhaps apocalypse coming back um let's see oh for some reason doug gets thrown around but like when they talk about Krakoa here they're saying like are you listening I know you are so like really hinting that Krakoa is uh always there always yeah. listening uh what else do they have in here uh though the one where he says about a word that's never spoken oh shit dude no that's Luke. the big one here's the secret hold on a second here's the secret sinister one that goes to what's happening right now number 55 regarding secrets and secret alliances like you were saying the councils in the shadow play that is the great game of nations, just how many ruling councils are there circling the sun? I'll never tell, but if you say two, you're definitely too low. He doesn't, he didn't say how many are there. How many are there circling the sun? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we get uh, the big one, obviously, is the redacted or the unredacted, finally, secret, Sinister Secret, where it was obviously Inferno all along that they were referring to. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Some very, epic shit uh, soon. These are very ominous. Yeah. But after the Sinister Secrets, we have a big splash page of everyone at the party having a great time. All right, let's go. I see Method Man. I see Eminem. I see. Uh, George R. R. Martin, I see Patton Oswald. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. And then we see we have uh, Emma thanking everyone for coming to the party. And then she sees two people that don't like the idea that they know that Emma knows they exist, right? Yeah, she's making de- yeah, she's making a deal with this like secret nation and get something from them with uh, Mystique watching. Kind of keep an eye on everything going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did I did notice that toward the end of that scene, yeah. We also have Kevin Feige trying to talk to Cyclops for some reason. Yeah, so I honestly did not like all these, like, cameos. It's a who's who, you know? I, I, know, so I know. Basically, this book... I'm trying to remember the exact ending. Yeah. So at the end, when the kind of closing ceremony of this whole event happened, right. what? I am right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I remember rethink about what you were pointing out. 
Yeah, I am. So like Emma talks about the fireworks and the closing ceremony, and she looks up, and we see a planet, and then we see two figures. I don't know who those figures are. I don't know who they are either, but but it's and a red planet. It's a red planet. Yeah, I think they just colonized Mars. I think you're right. Yeah, I think everyone listening to this episode now is like, yeah, that's what the last book is. That's what it says, dude. You didn't figure anything. Like, okay, I <laughs> kind of forgot about this. All right. So give us some credit that we saw it coming, please, maybe. Uh, but yeah, 100% motherfuckers are on X-Men. Mars. Huh? Yeah. Planet size X Men. That's what it is. Mars. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I'm excited now. For X Men. Oh, yeah. This is crazy. This event is uh, definitely being. And also, I'm trying to figure out like, we still have quite a few more chapters in this story mm-hmm. so like plant size x-men is in the end no this is definitely the gala is not the the gala is the beginning of the story so I'm even, though the, to, yeah, go ahead. even though the event is being called the hellfire gala uh it is it is very much um probably not the only thing going on all right i gave that uh Five X's. Four. I gave it four X's. I gave it four X's as well. It was a good issue, but it is that moment of like, what the fuck are they seeing? Like, well, now we know. We know what they're seeing. They're seeing they're seeing probably their colony. She's probably linking them up to see the colony on Mars. Yeah, and see what they've been building this whole yeah. past almost two years. Exactly. Yeah. Or how and like been in there. If, but well, if they're alluding to the idea that like maybe they're colonizing all the planets be like hey you have earth but we have the entire solar system because we can well they still need certain things to breathe <laughs> like, um a mutant they call you they terraform these planets enough yeah. to make like krakoa yeah have everything you need that's, that's a terraform that is, that is literally what they're doing I yeah mean, yeah they if they've that. been spreading krakoa on this whole planet and remember we still have hundreds of mutants from that other island yeah, a lot of yeah, fucking true. mutants. A lot of mutants, man. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I I feel really stupid that like I forgot that that's what they were showing by highlighting the literally Mars in the background. But yeah, that is what's going on here. That's what it, all of this has been building to is that they're on Mars now. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Um, and I can't wait now even more for what Inferno actually is. That's where all the secrets are going to be coming out, you know? Yeah. Does it come out on Mars? Oh, and don't forget that this book is supposed to spin off into the, the trial of Magneto. So someone's going to die in this whole event, too. Oh, damn. Is it Namor? <laughs> someone's going to die that can't be resurrected, I'm assuming. I guess a human, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so that means this is not over. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is literally just the beginning. Yeah, this is uh, so, literally just beginning. There are, yeah, I don't know how many are in the t- entirety of this thing. Twenty-two? No, I don't think that one. No, that was the last one. I don't know. So, yeah, I'll look that up after. But uh, yeah, so next episode we'll be covering Children of the Atom number four, Planet Size X Men number one, the the full the issue, one <laughs> the one only. Yeah. Uh, New Mutants 19 and X Corp number two. I'm I'm digging this event so far. Me too, man. I'm really pumped for the next books. I'm glad we're caught up now too. Hell yeah. This episode is probably going to be a little long, but at least we're all caught up now. Hell yeah.
This is good. This is awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, I'm Nick. You can find me at Madman3005. Jo- Josh, Josh, Josh. Yeah. What's up, man? Where can find you. Oh, um, you can find me. I'm on the internet. I'm at Xbrarian. It's librarian with an X. So goddamn clever. Thank you. Until then, guys, look up at the runaway and know that we will see you next time.